There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Good evening, everybody. This is Charles Pradge Ritchie of Behind the Steel Curtain for SB Nation. Get ready to dive into this Pittsburgh Steelers podcast here. As we get ready to look into the free agents that are set for the Pittsburgh Steelers, now that the 2017 season has officially come to a close about over a month ago. Now we look at the 2018 season. And one of the biggest hot-button topics as far as free agency goes, let's start off with none other than number 26, running back Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, who's been drafted here since 2013, He's had a couple of seasons where he has not been available for the full season. As you all may recall, 2013, he didn't start until the fourth game of the season, which was against the Vikings. Next year, he was available all 16 games, but during the last game, he got injured against the Bengals player Reggie Nelson, where he missed the first round of the playoffs. Then the following year, gets injured around November, early November as a matter of fact, against Vontez Burfick, season over, ending. And he comes back in 2016, but has to serve a suspension for the first three games. But he manages to put up a good, consistent, over 1,000-plus yards rushing when you look at everything. In 2016, he rushed for over 1,268 yards. He was able to catch for 616 yards. And his numbers were even better. I mean, not, not, not by much, but almost a 100-yard difference. He had 1,291 yards rushing and 655 yards receiving. And definitely your top two or three receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers when you look at everything. A guy who has had a career high, like I mentioned, He's only started 16 games once in his career. But remember, this past year, he started all the games, chose the rest against the final season of the Cleveland Browns. Now let's go back in time. 2017 season, back in July, as uh, training camp was just wrapped up just weeks before the preseason, trying to negotiate a long-term deal with Le'Veon Bell. And the Pittsburgh Steelers tried offering him above value than what he was looking at. He was going to be offered a little over $12 million, but he wasn't satisfied with that. He felt like he deserved a quarter of what Antonio Brown was making more add to that figure. And he even later went on to say he was looking between like $14, $15, 16000000 million. So instead, they couldn't come to an agreement. The Steelers franchise tag on and he plays other franchise tag. Not not too satisfactorily. But you, you look at what he's done this year. 
And now it's it's coming to a point where it's like you need to keep the Super Bowl window open. Yes, you still got the talent there. Yes, you still got the defenses there. The only the question that was lingering around this past season was from a year ago when Ben Roethlisberger even considered thinking about retiring. That was a big problem right there. I feel right now, now that Ben Roethlisberger has thankfully come to his senses and said that he's going to be available under center next year, knowing he's got the guys to return back to, which is one big plus. And I think that's got to be one thing the Steelers got to keep in mind here. When you're going to the negotiating table once again with Le'Veon Bell, you realize you don't want to lose an integral part of this offense. He is one of the things that and the engines that makes this offense goes. I mean, as far as being a receiver, running, I mean, you got to really think about it, too. I mean, he's done a lot, especially when you think back to the previous year where Martinez Bryant was suspended a full year. I mean, who did you have outside of Antonio Brown? You had Le'Veon Bell, but you also had a guy like Eli Rogers. You had uh, Xavier Grimble, and then your tight end, Jesse James. And you, you really look at it, and look at all the guys that he's been helping out in that area. Now you had him play a full season, 15 games, of course, you know, minus the exception of the Cleveland Browns game, the final game, where they wanted the rest up for the playoffs. But here's the thing. You had a guy like Martavis Bryant who was struggling a little bit this year, which I'll get into a little bit later on. But you had Juju Smith-Schuster who was getting a lot more of Bryant's uh, catches, which we will break into a little bit, as I just mentioned, as we're going through this. But remember, Le'Veon Bell for this year, I mean, when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and overall how they did, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers overall, you won 6-0 in the division. You had the second-best record in the AFC. And then you, you look at where they tried to go. And at this point in time right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are still scratching their head, like I mentioned. You've been eliminated from postseason. You've been a quick one-and-done once again this year. And that's one thing you have to look at. I think you have to think about right now where this thing is going to take you. And you got to really be very careful with this. I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they're in the position where they got to be careful how they go about this as far as everything. I mean, like I just mentioned, this past year, he was the third leading receiver on this team for 655 yards. So, Juju Smith-Schuster was your number two receiver, then Le'Veon Bell, and Martavis Bryant. So, that that's a huge thing right there you got to keep going. They've been called the Killer Bees ever since they've been together. I mean, that's been going on for the last almost five years now. And to even... Like not come to an agreement and try and keep this thing going, it's got to be a little concerning. Because here's the deal right now. When you look at Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers situation, right now you heard Kevin Colbert and Art Rooney, especially Art Rooney II, say last week that they wanted to keep Le'Veon Bell to a long-term deal. And Kevin Colbert was still a little hesitant about trying to get that done, but they're hoping to get something long-term worked out, which they want to do. But for right now, 
it's almost looking more than likely that they're going to try and franchise tag him once again. And I can hear a lot of people with Steel Nation thinking, you know, why, why is this guy getting the wrong end of the deal? He's uh, being cheated. I don't think necessarily. Yeah, look at it this way. They got till March 6th to try and apply the tag. Right now, I got to believe they're going to try and get something done here. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. You, you just got to be careful when you look at overall where this uh, Steelers team is at. And you got to try and figure how they're going to free up. Because just remember, they freed up over $13.25 million in, in cap space. Thanks to having the guys like David DeCastro and Stefan Tewitt restructure their deals. I mean, you look at David DeCastro, who signed to a five-year, $50 million contract back in 2017, but as of February 8th, he converted $6.79 million of his base salary for 2018 and off-season, excuse me, roster bonus into a sign bonus. This is according to over the cap. And then as far as Steven Tewitt goes, when you look at his contract situation, Steven Tewitt, he actually converted $10.21 million of his base salary roster bonus into a sign bonus, which uh, created $8.168 million in cap space. And that thing right there, so when you look at overall the big pictures where the Steelers are in the salary cap figure, their team cap space is barely around $6.5 million. That's a little bit of a concern right here. And one of the guys you also had to think about if you're going to be trying to move on from, who, and we'll get to the free agents once again in just a second here, but a guy like Mike Mitchell, I think you had to look at him right now and figure out what you got to do. Because remember, he was signed back to a five-year million dollar, I mean, five-year $25 million deal back in 2014. Okay? So basically, he's got one more year remaining on his deal. And he's had a 500,000 money and guaranteed money when he signed with them. But as you know, Mike Mitchell hasn't really been knocking a lot of people's socks off when you really think about where his defense has been as far as covering the pass and trying to get good pass covers up the middle. They've been getting burned a lot on that. And you, you think about where he's been at, and Mike Mitchell, you got you got to believe his days are coming about numbered. And he he's been twelfth on the team as far as pass deflections, getting, definitely getting off uh, 
spurned a lot. And Mike Mike Mitchell, I mean, he definitely likes hitting hard, but I mean, I think he's got to be like one of the guys you have to consider if you're going to be moving on from his uh, contract situation. Because remember, like I said, they have right now at this point in time, they if they if they choose to release him right now, they could probably free themselves up from about three million one hundred thirty-five thousand four hundred eighteen dollars. I mean that that's pretty much uh, still owed to him at this point in time. I mean his base salary for this year is gonna be five hundred thousand. And so here here's the thing you gotta you gotta look at for a guy right now. I mean, if you're gonna try and uh cut this guy right right now, you got you gotta think about this going into this picture right here. So again, if the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to let go of Mike Mitchell, they'd be saving themselves five million dollars off the cap. But however, you gotta keep in mind right now because he's also got a roster bonus total of twelve million one hundred twenty thousand dollars. He'll still have three million one hundred thirty-five thousand four hundred eighteen dollars owed to him, which would become dead money for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that'd be money they would have to owe towards the cap. So you'd be saving yourself about another five million. I think that's one guy you really have to consider right there. I think you'd have to consider making that move. I mean, listen, he's been a good defensive guy, but not very so popular as of lately, especially when you think about where you're trying to get this defense at. And I think you have to really put that under your scope and really think a little extra effort into this if you're Colbert and Rooney going into this offseason, which guy makes sense. Like I said, save $5 million, but and we'll and we'll see what happens from there. But let, let's take a look at the other free agents that are on this list too. You also got wide receiver Justin Hart, number eleven on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who actually just came over this uh, past year, and he he's been an acquirement this year, and he was going to be possibly used as a backup just in case something were to happen. Martavis Bryant and a guy like Justin Hunter, he came over from the last from like the. I want to say it was uh, Buffalo Bills. Pretty much he, he came over if he was with two teams with the Bills and the Dolphins. But anyway, he, he's a guy right here who's uh, set to become a free agent right here. When you look down the list and where they're at. And then you also have you also have backup running back uh, Stephen uh, Ridley, who actually was coming in to help out for an injured James Conner. Remember, let's not forget, James Carr, he injured his uh, knee around the Patriots game, and he was uh, pretty much out for the season. And right now we take a look at uh, James Conner. He's uh, been uh, resumed sprinting. This is according to Rotowire, which was a couple of weeks ago. And well, you got a little bit of questions around him, so we'll see how he continues to do. But you, you got to look at Stephen Ridley. I mean, he's going to probably be one of the guys – off off his team. You also got linebacker Sean Spence as well as Arthur Moats, another linebacker. Then you got Chris uh, Hubbard, Southern Guard, who the tag right now for Lima is $14 million. Then you got defensive tackle Daniel McCullers. So out of all this uh, list of guys right here, the make one that makes sense that could stick around a little bit more, you probably have to say Chris Hubbard and what he does for this offensive line. You got to remember too, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they've been really good at was just protecting Ben 
throughout the season. That that's a big thing. I mean, you look at where everything's been going as far as with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and as far as what what they try and do, and and I and I gotta feel right now with where they've been at, and try trying to keep you know their quarterback healthy around long term, and you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. They have uh, been uh, ranked number six as far as practice, protecting their quarterback, and it's been in the top ten for the last few years now. And you want to keep that going, so I, I think he's one guy who makes sense. Where you can probably definitely like uh, try and make sure like he doesn't walk off anywhere. I mean, other than Le'Veon Bell, but you have to look at this. So one thing I really would hope to see as far as going back to this defense once again is can they become a scoring defense, gain takeaways for touchdowns? Like I said, I mentioned in one of the blogs I did, one of the key things for success they need to do, they haven't had a, a defensive score, interception, or or forced fumble recovery for a touchdown that needs to start happening soon. I think you have to really pay attention to that. That is vital for any Super Bowl team when you consider – Teams who have been uh, winning it all. You had the Denver Broncos, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you have to be a little bit of a security blanket for your offense. And don't get me wrong. I, I think the Steelers' defense did very good I mean, when you look at where they did and how, how they've been doing and, and their, as far as their defense. I mean, uh, Keith Butler doing a good job that he's done as far as, like, overall. But... When you really think about it, I mean, for a team that finished fifth in total defense and then also number one sacks, like I said, the sacks were not there in the playoffs, unfortunately, for them. But they really have to just, uh, I feel, need to hit on that. So as we take a look at some other stuff, I mean, here's some other stuff. We just covered the free agents. One of the things you also got to look at, too, Martavis Bryant. Is he? This is a guy who's been, like, almost been part away with the Pittsburgh Steelers halfway into the season last year. And this was right at the conclusion of not one but two games where it was being highly speculated by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that he he was most likely wanting out. He was getting a little frustrated with his involvement with the offense. He was getting into a fan on Twitter saying, he ain't better than me, uh, fill in the blank. And you look at where he, he's been at and try to look at everything. And one of the things... I, that's been being said right now for the wide receiver situation. The Steelers and Dolphins right now have discussed uh, trying to acquire our Martavis Bryant. And this was uh, according to Ed Boucher of the Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette that the Dolphins were interested with the Steelers and the Steelers were interested in wide receiver Devontae Parker and right now, here's a big uh, breakdown of the two. You got Martavis Bryant, who's an inch taller than Devontae Parker. Bryant, of course, six 6'4", and you got Devontae Parker, who's 6'3". You, you look at everything. The biggest thing that stands out when you really look at the two differences of these wide receivers is the clutch percentage. And career-wise, for Devontae Parker, he's 58.3 versus Bryant's 56. And, and that's one thing to keep in mind. The only thing is... it. I I wonder if it's they're they're just rethinking just well you have a guy who's finally first come back who's been off the suspensions for 
a couple of years. He's had one full year where he was out all last year. He didn't come into the league until like almost like a, more than a quarter into the season against the Indianapolis Colts. This was four years ago. And then 2015, he, he didn't come all the way up until his debut against the Arizona Cardinals, and which is where they went 4-2 in that game. So, again, I, I'm starting to wonder if uh, Coburn Rooney's starting to think if he's starting to carry out a little bit more luggage once again, if he's worth uh, keeping around. Look, you've seen how good of a job Mike Tomlin and everyone's done. I mean, they had to talk to him, trying to calm him down, trying to see where his role could still fit in with his team. They tr- did a tremendous job with that. He still made his contributions this year and everything, despite being the fourth uh, receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers team. I mean, which, which could have been a little bit better. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, at the same time, too, you got to go with what's hot and what's not at this point in time. I, I, I believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they're just not in a position where you, you can't be taking any risks, any distractions or anything like that. I think they were just doing just fine. But, again, when you got a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster right there who can help ease off some of the pressure off Antonio Brown, listen, you want you want to have Martavis Bryant in there. I definitely want to see him in there. I mean, Think about everything. Juju Smith-Schuster only outperformed Martavis Bryant by 314 more yards, and and definitely had like the touches, the touchdown, and, and, his, and his clutch percentage, and just everything that he's been doing. And I, I think you gotta look at the dynamic right now. So again, I, I think it's more coming down to a moral standard where it's it's just is it more luggage you want to continue to carry around with guy Martavis Bryant. I feel like that's what's going on. Other than that, I mean, why would they be talking at this point as far as, like, uh, listening once again to, like, possible trade? Remember, he's still, right now, he, he's going to be in his, going into his fourth year, so if they don't trade a guy like uh, Martavis Brown, it would only be $705,000 in cap space. They'd be trying to free up. So that that's where you got to look at right there. So that's another guy you can probably add to that list. And when you when you, when you think about it, I mean, the, right now he's he's that's the cap that they're uh, taking. That's his cap number right now going into this year. If you were to ask me what the Steelers should do with Martavis Bryant, I probably keep him around just one more year. I I just don't think it would be wise at this point. I mean, you already talked him into it. I think he have to at least give him like another year to fully redeem himself once again. I mean, why not? I mean, don't get me wrong. You gotta remember that's his first year back. He's went through a lot of frustration. I give him one more year. Let him finish out his contract. I still think that he could definitely settle down and and make his presence felt. You got to remember, don't expect things to come to you right away when you got to work your way back into it. It's all about regaining trust. I think he's doing that, and they're doing a solid job of that uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let, let's see where that goes. But uh, speaking of uh, guys that – they could probably pick up once again. I mean, look at a guy right now, former linebacker Lawrence Timmons. According to um, Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald, he had $5.5 million signing bonus when he joined them, but $2.75 million of that bonus gets owed to him as a result of becoming dead money to the Dolphins. He was supposed to have a $4.5 million of his $5.45 million 
for 2018 guaranteed, but got void due to a suspension back in the regular season of 2017. That void that guarantees. So right now, it might be a possibility when you got a guy like the health of Ryan Shazier, back surgery, who's been barely trying to stand up, walk, get back, who, who insists he wants to fight his way back. He's got to do it. He's going to be collecting his money either way. Good for him. Just the only question is, there's still people questioning, can he play football again this year? And I think he had to look at that. I, I think right now for a guy like him, who's uh, coming off and trying to just just get his uh, mental focus first and foremost regained, Ryan Shazier, he's definitely going through a lot. But I got to believe he's, he's going to bail through this. He's going to truck this out. He's going to find a way to get back on the field if he asks me because uh this year for him he, he's gonna he's gonna be collecting his his eight million something eighteen thousand dollars and he's, he's he's got that guarantee for being a first round pick and when which is very good I mean, especially coming from Ohio State University where he came out of he, he's been a solid guy I mean, it's another guy who's been plagued with injuries from time to time, but they mean the injury amounts went down at, over time, as you saw. Uh, when you look at his uh, time overall with the Steelers and how he's been able to contribute in a way, I mean, he's been their leading tackler up until that point when he got hurt. But, I mean, he's, he's only been playing 12 games. I mean, for the last three years, he's been averaging. So that that's one thing you really have to, you have to think about. And you really got to just uh, take a look at I I Because right now, at the end of the day, when you look at it, he's averaging almost 11 games career-wise. That's the thing you really have to take, take into consideration for having all this. I, I, I got to believe right now he's very blessed and fortunate to be in that position right now at this point in time to be able to get that fifth year. I mean, he's covered. The only thing is... Do, does he come back the same guy even if he does make it back? You really have to consider that, and you have to open the door once again to a guy like uh, Lawrence Timmons who will be coming back. So we'll we'll see what happens right there. But like I said, I'd be interested to see what, what they could do. I think he'd be a, a nice fit for them to return. I think he'd definitely be a contributor. He's definitely one of their playmakers on this defense. Uh, when you think about the linebacker position, I think he has to be thrown to the hat of that mix. So I definitely open the door to a guy like Lawrence Timmons. You have to keep this in mind. And right now, I mean, aside from that, I mean, here's some exciting stuff coming up in the next week or two you're going to be seeing happen. And uh, right now, beginning with February 28th, there's going to be uh, – as far as going to the scouting combine, media interviews with general managers and head coaches. So we're going to be uh, finally getting the pick into the brain of uh, Kevin Colbert and Mike Thomas, especially Colbert, see where he wants to keep his mind geared up for who he wants to start looking to as far as getting in the draft. So that's going to be some big stuff right there. Uh, that's according to Steelers.com from uh, Missy Matthews and Bob Labriola, who's, who's actually on today. Uh, real good stuff, by the way. And then you also got Thursday, March 1st coming up where media interviews for running backs in the offensive line. Then that next Friday, the second media interviews with the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, and kickers, on-field workouts for running backs in the offensive line. 
And then that Saturday, March 3rd, media interviews for defensive line and linebackers, on-field workouts for quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, and kickers. Sunday, March 4th, interviews for defensive backs, on-field workouts for defensive line and linebackers. And Monday, March 5th, on-field work, workouts for defense backs. But I think the biggest one that's going to boil down to uh, what's going to come up is Le'Veon Bell. I, I really got to believe, like I said, I'm going to say this once again, I think they're going to, they're going to come to their senses. I don't think they're going to be that foolish to let a guy like him walk. You cannot at this point in time, especially if you want to keep a Super Bowl. I mean, like I always stated, one thing that's uh, for sure with the Steelers is that nothing's for sure, especially with a lot of free agents they had in the past. It's been very iffy if they've been able to retain, if any of their guys, from time to time. But we shall see. I'm going to predict right now they, they will keep him. And it'd be interesting to see what they do with uh, Ben Rosper's uh, contract. Remember, he wants to, he's staying, he may want to stick around a little bit more. It almost looks like right now he's going to play off his uh, contract, uh, which be interesting for him. But a guy like uh, Ben Rosper, who's actually uh, signed right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers through 2019, I. I'd be interested to see if he actually is willing to put an additional two, three years on that. I don't know about that, but I think I could definitely see him playing on his contract maybe one more year on top of that. But, I mean, that's another reason why I think they're going to get Le'Veon Bell, too. I think you got to really just, just talk him and just realize who you're going to have available. I think they're going to work something out. But, again, you're going to be paying a little bit uh, uh, going under the cap for this guy. And a lot of guys who's busted their tails – I think they keep the band going together, and we shall see what happens. So once again, I hope you enjoy this uh, Steeler podcast here for Behind the Steel Curtain of SB Nation. I'm Charles Prodigy Ritchie. You can follow me on Twitter at Prodigy Ritchie. And also I do a show here in, in Chicago, Chicagoland Sports Radio, every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Make sure to check out On Deck as we keep a lot of stuff focused going on, and we'll be able to make sure we uh, catch in tune with the 2018 NFL uh, draft that's going to be happening in Arlington, Texas, which begins on April 26th through the 28th. And it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers select. And right now, one of the things before I close out here, I think uh, right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers that's been uh, being looked at by Mel Kuyper, and and it'll be interesting to see who they draft. I mean, he's definitely looking as like an inside the uh, He's definitely looking at a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're looking at Rashad Evans. He mentioned a couple weeks ago he was out from uh, Alabama. And it would be right now to see what he does. But he's definitely a versatile player who's had 50 career sacks at Alabama and where he was uh, coming off the edge and blitzing. And they said he's a perfect fit in the middle of a modern-day defense play every down. I think that'd be a real interesting move. We also saw another guy that was being mentioned out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers in this uh, draft as far as linebacker goes. But another guy that was just uh, mentioned by Mel Kuyper Jr. was Leighton Van Der Esch uh, from Boise State, which I think would be a good fit. I mean, look at this guy. He's pretty much a sick linebacker right here. Uh, when you think about everything, his most uh, total tackles uh, as far as a single season, 141 total tackles. Yikes. I mean, he's also had a career high in sacks for, and you look at everything right here and see what he could do. I mean, he's also a guy who could also play the pass a little bit. He's had three picks, 
I mean, which is his career high number. So I think that'd be a nice guy to see right there. But another one too. Besides that, I mean, I'm also looking at Walter football, and one of the things they're predicting for the Steelers that could possibly take is probably quarterback from Louisville, Lamar Jackson, and that'd be really huge right there. I mean, especially when you got a guy like Ben Roethlisberger still firing the idea of retirement. Who knows if he changes his mind? No, let me take that back. He's coming back next year, but if he decides to reponder it, I mean, why not? I mean, you, it's not any promises, but seeing behind him, I mean, a lot of teams, teams have been believing that he has amazing upside because of his huge arm and great, mobil- and great mobility, but he needs to work on his mechanics and ball placement. And to be honest with you, if you're going to have Ben Roethlisberger stick around, you need someone to take under his wing right now, and I think that'll do it. So again, just going to wrap up the conclusion of the Steeler podcast here. For Behind the Steel Curtain of SB Nation. You can follow me once again on Twitter at Project Richie and make sure to check out our blogs as we get updated uh, daily and frequently as much as we can. I'm a contributor with them. So, anyway, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Next time, I'll be uh, keeping more posted and we'll keep you in the huddle. Signing off. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations. Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Podcast. It's not Voltron.